happy Sunday folks. It's been a while, hasn't it? Well, life just happens, you know. It's been a lot it's been a busy couple of months actually. And there's been a good mix of stuff in in the main, you know. Last weekend uh, I saw four different family members across the Midlands and the North, and that was good fun, great to see them. I haven't seen quite a few of them in a while. Got stuck in a one-hour standstill on the M1, which wasn't entirely fun, but these things happen. Um, what else has been going on? Just life has been going on, really, which I think brings us quite nicely to what today's podcast recording is going to be about. And today I want to talk about the importance of... Just the day-to-dayness and the regularness of life. And it's something which you know, I'm really conscious of when, when we're on social media and when we read the news and, you know, whatever, uh, you know, when we're talking to friends and what have you, there, there can be sometimes a real drive to, and I think this gets, you know, um, shared about in, in lots of different ways, but there, there can be a real drive to do stuff yeah we if you're not doing stuff you're not living and you know people say that we we are human beings and so we should be and we shouldn't just be doers and do stuff so what does all of that mean you know sometimes i get lost in the language that people use and you know they say all sorts of things like uh, if you're not passionate about what you do then you're not truly fulfilling your potential and you know, if you're, um, you know, if you're not trying something new every day, you're not learning, and you know, all of these types of great motivational and inspirational quotes and sayings and what have you, and and I think that what we can sometimes forget in that stuff is that life is a mix of stuff, isn't it? Really, you know, it's not. It's, it's often not just one thing that helps us to recognize how good or not our life is. It's normally a mix of stuff that gives us a sense of stuff. And I think that what can be forgotten is that routine and the day-to-dayness of life is just as vital as doing the stuff that makes you happy and gives you fun and joy. And sometimes that can probably sound a bit counterintuitive, you know. It can sometimes sound a bit like, but if I'm not doing the great stuff in my life, then how am I living? And I get that as a line of thinking. But what we forget, I I think, in and amongst that is, if we're not doing the day-to-day stuff, we're not enabling the great stuff to happen when in, you know, if and when it does come round. So I'm going to take a stab at this from kind of a, a number of different ways, right? And um, and as with these kind of topics around this stuff, you know, th- this is just my take on stuff, you know, folks. So yeah, I'm happy for you to chime in and let me know what this gets you thinking and where it takes you as well. But if we take, for example, our physical health as a good example of stuff. So in recent years, we've had quite a number of quite smart initiative initiative I say initiative right but 
I can't think of a better word right now. So we have we've had quite a few smart um, ideas. We'll say actually, I like that better. Um, around how we can help people get more active. So we've had things like uh, the Couch to 5K app, which is a really smart idea. You know, that it's good for people to have regular exercise. We know this as a fact of human life. We know that if you are at least, if you're physically active, at least, you know, 30 minutes a day for five days a week, you're helping the body to maintain its own resilience and you're helping it to function as well as it can. And there are many people out there who don't get to do that. Not in the, not in the um, full and great ways that are available to them. So the Couch to 5K app is a really good idea. Stop being on the couch, go for a 100 meter um, run. Start there. Keep doing that a couple of days, then you do 200 meters, build up to 500 meters, build up to 1,000 meters, right? So you're slowly building the capability in the body. And when that happens, we know that you do get better at being able to do those things, right? That's just how these things tend to work. The body learns, the muscle memory starts to kick in, your lung capacity starts to improve, you fall into a better pattern of running routine with that, see, routine. So it's quite smart thinking around how to help enable that. And the idea is that if you're doing that every day and you build up to being able to do the 5k distance, you know then that you have the capacity and the capability to be able to keep going. And hopefully by that point, you've reached a good set of goals and you've reached a good set of activity where you feel, actually, I can keep going with this. It's not a burden on my life because sometimes we can feel that that you know having to be physically active means that I have to stop doing other things that's probably true but also we can sometimes get lost in a bit of a narrative which says but if I do this that means I have to commit to it and that means I have to dedicate my time to it I mean that's certainly true but if we think of it in terms of it being a burden or an additional thing I have to do in my life then it's quite easy to understand why some people choose to just avoid it because they've already got so much other stuff going on in their lives that they may not have the personal capacity to be able to do that so uh, I think something like the couch to 5k idea is a really nice idea other things that we've had are things like park run which I think is a really great idea. And, you know, one of the things we know is that people are more likely to commit to doing physical activity if they're with a group of people. That's true of pretty much most things in life. You know, we'll, we'll pretty much commit to doing something if someone else is there with us. So we're not feeling like it's me and myself who has to do this but I've got people around me or I can join a group who are willing to help who are willing to be part of that activity with me and so again right I think the parkrun thing is a really great idea and what I think I really appreciate about that is that they don't you don't have to be a um a distance runner in order to be able to join in parkrun you can be someone who's never done any kind of exercise before 
and you're starting off really basic and you just want to get into the uh, right pattern, the right routine of doing that physical activity because you recognize the benefits for you. Again, right, it's a really good, help, helpful way to be able to do it. So I think that's another one where we can say that's clearly had a good impact on, uh, on the way that people engage in an activity. And and so you know um, I, I think that's a it's it's another one which we can commend and we can see the benefit of that. And then the uh, one one that is probably more commonly known about is the the Fitbit and the famous ten thousand steps a day, which I remember a few years back was a there was kind of a heightened craze about it of sorts, and it was quite fascinating to me because I didn't really get what it was about because I never got into the Fitbit side of stuff. I, I completely understood and I, you know, I, I completely, and I still appreciate this as well, that the idea is that you need to be doing 10,000 steps a day in order to have this level of activity each day. So I completely understand that, right? And what it drives towards is, is to say, you have to find ways to keep walking in order to get your steps up. And there was this amusing um, video the other day of uh, a gentleman at a train station on the platform who was standing still and he was just marching on the spot and people were mentioning on the <laughs> on the on the video that clearly he's only doing that because he was trying to get his steps up that might be true we don't know what was going on for the gentleman but in all likelihood that was probably what was happening but uh, you know we see that things like the the Fitbit thing and the 10,000 steps a day thing also helps you to drive towards a certain level of activity, right? It's get out, do the steps, or not just get out, but walk around and do the activity you need um, without, again, without it feeling like a burden, right? So, and people have found that you can genuinely do this in very, very easy ways because walking is one of the easiest forms of exercise we have available to us. And, you know, so people will choose to walk a bit of extra distance when they're doing their commute. So they might get off a, a stop earlier in order to walk a bit extra. Um, you know, they might choose to park a bit further away so that they can walk that bit further. They might choose to walk to the shops instead of taking the car to the shops. You know, all sorts of stuff, right? And I think if you're a pet owner, especially if you're a dog pet owner, then some of this stuff is a bit more easy because you have to take your dog for a walk every day and if that's going to happen then you're naturally going to get your steps in but outside of being a pet owner i think you know people can find that there are good ways to kind of keep that stuff just naturally going so i've, I've picked on the uh the, the kind of physical activity side of stuff in order to highlight this stuff about the importance of routine because when we have that routine when we know that we are in a good habit of stuff and it's helpful to us that's when you just that uh, this comes back to the resilience piece and it comes back to the our well-being we have we you build the capacity and again this sometimes feels like it's counterintuitive if i go for a walk or if i'm going for a run or if i'm going to the gym i'm going to feel tired afterwards my body might feel a bit sore you know what's there's a benefit in that and it's because we're only looking at the immediate impact of what that thing did to us that we sometimes forget to look at the longer term benefit 
that it's not just the immediate impact of being sore or what have you it's that there's a longer lasting effect which is that the body's capability to have the resilience is going to be better for us but it's not I, and i'm not trying to focus on you know the importance of physical activity it is important folks make sure that it is something that you do try and have in your life what i want to highlight here is that it's the way that people have become smart about how to enable good routine to happen if you get a good pattern of activity you're more likely to persist at it and incorporate it as just your normal daily life so that's one angle i wanted to kind of share about how we can think about it another angle is you know in the book um, from Malcolm Gladwell um, on outliers he, he talks in there about the importance of uh, the the everyday practice that you do and in there he claims he, that you have to do 10,000 hours worth of practice in order to become a master at something and there's been a number of studies and um, comments since then to be able to say uh, that uh, so regular practice is absolutely important daily practice in most cases if you want to become an expert or a master at something is a key thing there's a there's a big question about whether or not the 10,000 hours is the um, yeah, is the not minimum requirement but the kind of is that a <clears throat> a useful way to think about does that allow mastery to happen because mastery can happen through a number of ways it's not just about the doing of stuff it's also about a number of other factors such as natural talent the thinking you do around it the way you engage with the activity you know so many other factors what is important about that and I, I don't think this is disputed is that it's the daily routine it's the daily practice so he was quite specifically talking about things like if you um, well he gave the example of uh, Bill Gates actually and how he became a coder and how he had access to a computer from a uh, from his teenage years in order to be able to understand uh, uh, improve his knowledge of computing and therefore went on to create Microsoft and what have you so that's just one example he gives examples of other sports players as well where they have to have you know regular daily routines and if I look at examples like uh, Roger Federer those of you who follow tennis will know that he's my favorite tennis player uh, but also not just him people like Andy Murray Serena Williams Joanna Conta, you know, one of the things that each and every one of these elite athlete players will be doing is every day they're out on the courts two, three, four hours a day practicing, doing the hard stuff you have to do because the routine matters. The, the everyday stuff ha needs to happen in order to become a master at something. So uh, that was just another example I wanted to share there that you know, when we when we think about wanting to be become a master at something or expert at something, it's not just that we watch something or read stuff. It's the doing of stuff. That stuff absolutely, fundamentally, is important. So these are kind of at the kind of outskirts of stuff, though, right? So these are things around if we want to improve things in life. These these are things that we can do. 
so that's that's kind of one I think and that's related to kind of the original place I started here which is what about just the day-to-dayness of stuff just doing things on a regular basis and what about just the normal routine the stuff when we're not trying to become an expert at something when we're not trying to improve our resilience or improve our well-being overall what about that stuff so what kind of stuff am I talking about I'm talking about the kind of normal things like having to tidy the house having to do the dishes having to change your bed sheets having to do your kind of normal life admin stuff making sure that you know you've got direct debits set up to keep good financial control over stuff that when you have a query or something you have to call up a call center or something and spend time doing that when you have to go for a drive or, or you know, go to shops you have to get in the car to go for a drive you know that there's a normal daily the normal daily routine stuff how do we think about that stuff because that stuff's just not glamorous and this is where i was saying a bit earlier that sometimes we can get lost when people are really you know trying to tell us to live our best lives they talk about the glamour of life right uh, and certainly social media really focuses on this you know if you're not being glamorous and you're not having a a uh, fantastic day or a fantastic life then you're not living you haven't lived your best life today and i really struggle with that because it really doesn't help for um genuine thought and genuine insight into what living means but also how do we enable good resilience to happen and what i think can be really missing here is that sometimes uh, for for many people who who don't have the full capacity to be able to do this live your best life stuff it can be a struggle to just get on day to day and you know we have um cases right across the country people living in some pretty hard conditions they're living in food poverty where if you haven't heard that term before it's where people are struggling to buy their normal food they need to feed themselves and their family i think that's just such a damning state of the country and where we are and i'm not trying to make any political statement here about whether or not the tory government enabled that because of austerity clearly i just did there but you know it's it's that that's a reality for people for many people you know i think the current figures are certainly above a million households in the country in the uk where they're experiencing food poverty and you hear that and i read these things and it really it really i i i i find it hard to understand how hard life must be for these people i just cuz i can't i can't fathom it you know i've had the good fortune and good privilege that I'm not in that situation and I hope and I pray that I'm able to sustain that and that my children are able to be well looked after in those ways as well. Uh so if you're experiencing that kind of reality where that's you, your day-to-day living is is more focused on am I able to provide food for myself and my children? how are you supposed to have the capability and the capacity sorry how are you supposed to have the capacity to think about how to live your best life 
it can happen and I'm not saying it can't but I, what I'm trying to highlight here is that sometimes when we have other things in life which are much more um, impactful on how we live our day-to-day -day life it means that we have a reduced capacity to be able to think about these other things such as living your best life and in those situations what I think we can forget is that that we have a group of that we have many people out there who are just getting on and doing the day-to-day -day things they're doing that's important that is the day-to-dayness of life and this isn't about um, having a better appreciation of your own personal sta living standards because there's people out there who are worse off than you I'm not trying to highlight that at all it's that even if you're even if you have a full abundance of stuff available to you it doesn't mean that you're living your best life you know there are many again there are, there are cases of people who have wealth you know financial wealth and their families are um, you know very well uh, to do and quite successful yet they struggle to have a good day-to-day -day routine you know they struggle to have a good pattern of stuff in their life which is um, which is not focused on things like um, being social and uh, having um, uh, drinking sessions and maybe drug sessions and what have you you know it's having wealth and money and a big house or what have you doesn't mean that you're that you're suddenly living life and you're you're having the best available to you you know they might be able to go off and go on uh, trips abroad and spend time weeks on end doing that and that's you know all power to those people who can do that but what we don't know is we don't know what their day-to-dayness of stuff looks like and for most of us and I would wait I would uh, strongly suggest that for every one of us the day-to-dayness of life matters because it matters to get up each day have a good way to be able to just do your day getting up getting ready being fresh eating the right eating a good uh, you know, variety of food during the day going out doing the things that you need to do the shopping getting the car cleaned getting some bills paid these things matter the day-to-dayness the, -day the normal routine enables the other stuff to happen and I think we can really forget that sometimes especially with the and this is what I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm repeating myself now but the the prevalence of social media in our lives and there are a number of us out there who um, I say us because I include myself here I'm sure I do where there are things we post and it looks like that we're living our best life and in a lot of cases you know what we don't share is here's the mundane stuff that I got up to today because the mundanity of life I don't even that's a word probably just made it up the, the, the mundanity of life can seem just quite you know steady and just quite normal and boring which is right <laughs> you know not every moment of our life can be filled with uh, joy and fun and energy and excitement and enthusiasm we're, we're not and we're not entirely geared that way you know not truly you know there's a lot of stuff that we need to do in order to just keep things being maintained in order to just keep well and in truth keep living we're not 
we're not entirely designed to have joy at every moment of the day. That's why if you think about it from an emotions perspective, that's one of the reasons why we have a range of emotions available to us. Anger, frustration, sadness, fear, you know, they are just as important to our day-to-day living as happiness, joy, love, surprise, you know, all of these things. We have those as a mix available to us because our human condition, the human way of being, it requires us to have to have those full range of things available to us. In the modern age, it is very understandable when people get frustrated and annoyed at things when they explain why. You know, the other day I was on my commute into work and I was had to wait on the train for about 40 minutes, but it just didn't move. I arrived into the office quite frustrated and quite annoyed just at having had to do that. And there was no fatality or anything. It was just that there was a system failure on the network. I couldn't do anything about it, but it really frustrated and annoyed me. I accept that though, right? I'm, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, well, at least I've got an extra 40 minutes of personal thinking time to my life. I could think that, and some people might think that, but I think it's also very valid to be able to be just annoyed and frustrated at that moment, not allowing it to permeate through the day. And, you know, I think that's why we can recognize that emotions like frustration, annoyance, and what have you are important for us to be able to know that there are moments in our day-to-day stuff of life when things like that happen. And when things like that happen, it allows us to then balance that. And we, and I think this is the key thing. It's when we know that those things happen, that we know when the good things happen as well. So, I think, I think probably folks, that's enough of a kind of exploration of just that piece there. And I, I think I've made the point fairly clear that, you know, if you're getting on and if you're carrying on and you're doing just normal stuff on a day, you know, today or tomorrow or whatever, that's good. That is exactly what should be happening. Because when we do that stuff, we, we allow ourselves a space to allow other things to happen. You know, it sounds like a weird thing to, to be able to comment on or talk about. And the pieces I spoke about earlier about the clarity of having certain types of routine, those other types of routine are important because they help build a level of activity or a level of experience around stuff. But just a normal routine, just a normal day-to-day stuff is is more important. And actually, what it just reminds me of is uh, there is another angle of stuff I did want to talk about. And that's the importance of routine when it comes to things like recovery from, uh, from different types of uh, health conditions. You know, be that from a mental health condition, uh, be that from an operation that you've had, or any other kind of physical health problem that you might be, physical or mental health problem that you might be facing, that routine in those, and when it comes to recovery, is often the thing that your doctors, the consultants, your therapists will often talk about. 
is that part of the part of what will help recovery to happen well is the day to dayness of life. Are you getting up each day in order to be active? Are you able to do certain things each day, which you know that if you've done that, that's one of the paths to um, recovery. And it could be on one day, I got out of bed and I went to the uh, bathroom and I had a shower and I came back to bed. And if that's all you can do and achieve that day, be it because you're body is in such a condition it can't handle anymore or be it that your uh, mental health is in a condition where that's enough and that's all you can do that is the achievement for that day and that routineness that stuff which ordinarily we would look at and say that's just the normal thing that you should be able to do in those situations and in those instances I think is when we can start to appreciate that the routineness and the day-to-dayness for those scenarios and situations where people are trying to get into recovery so that they get back to what we might term normal routines is key is absolutely vital and you know it can be important in those circumstances to set of just the smaller goals of life were you able to walk up and down the stairs today were you able to phone a friend and say hello did you have a meal today you know um, did you do some self-grooming today all of those things you start to look at those and you you, you, you we, we can often dismiss just how important those things are when we're, and when we're not able to do them is when we realize that wow these things these normal day-to-day stuff that we might not normally experience we now start to realize that they have much more significance than we originally realized and I'm cautious here and what I'm not trying to say is that you know we are uh, we're not being mindful enough about the day-to-day stuff of life that happens what I'm hopefully trying to raise here is that when we are doing the day-to-dayness of life and things seem like they're mundane and things seem like they don't matter, it does matter. You know, the day-to-dayness of life, the routine of just normal life absolutely matters. Because if we didn't do those things, we wouldn't know that we have the capacity and the capability to do other things. You know, if we, it's because you get up and you do things on an each day basis that you start to think, actually, maybe there's other stuff I can do. Because I know I'm doing these regular things. And because I know I've got the health and, you know, when I say health, I mean physical and mental and emotional health. That I know I've got, because I know the health, my health is in a good place, I'm able to get on and do other things in my life. You know, that you don't need to have to supplant, um, uh, or rather, you don't have to feel that, oh, you know, I'm just doing these things today and they're just so boring. Fine, absolutely fine. Sometimes the body and the mind just need for you to just not do a lot. So I think that's where we're going to leave it, folks. If, you're, if you've got the day-to-day stuff happening, and it, that's, that's, that's what it should be. If you're feeling that, actually, I haven't done much which is exciting or living my best life, 
that's okay. Don't feel that you have to beat yourself up over it. That's just how life is for pretty much most people. Don't get sucked in by what people might be sharing in social media and how they might be living their best life. They're also living their day-to-day life, not doing many interesting things on a very regular basis. Don't get sucked in by people out there who seem to have everything. We don't know what's going on for them in their normal day-to-day life. And, um, you know, when we, we know that if you are able to have a good routine, then there's a lot of other things that you can be uh, doing that will help you to find uh, better ways to have your best life, as it's called. All right, folks. I hope it's been an interesting one. hope it's been one for you to think on. I hope you're having a good day, whatever you're up to out there. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.